Hello, Crow here. Uh, as you can see from the title of this episode, uh, we had to split it into two parts. It was over two hours, and uh, we don't want to subject you to that. There's only so much you can handle. And we had a lot to say because we're having some, been having difficulties kind of getting together and just making the schedules work What with all the legal issues, the rehab, and, you know, the elective surgeries. It's just, you know, it takes time to recuperate. And to, and to sync up our schedule. So for this episode, we're joined by Songbird once again, and we go over a wide range of issues, all very relevant and entertaining. This is going to be the same intro for part one and part two, so enjoy either one or two, depending on what you're listening to. See you, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Good. And we also have with us today, that Songbird. Say hello, Songbird. Hi, everyone. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. We don't have much to talk about, so I don't know what we're going to get to yeah, here. I mean, I guess we could talk about what Songbird really wants to talk about. Ooh, so many things. We've got Stranger Things. We've got the Depp Amber Heard trial. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. That's enough right there. Yeah, that probably take it. half the podcast right there. Uh, what do, do we want to start with that first, or do we want to start with uh, the, the ridiculousness in Congress? And no, the, let's let's go with some important news. Well, <laughs> suit yourself. Okay. We uh, usually do. Um, let's talk about the Uvalde shooting. Is it Uvalde? Is that how you pronounce it? I think it? so. Um, it is. It, we talked about last time. We talked about the shooting at the supermarket. Yeah. Um, that was... In Buffalo. In Buffalo, racially motivated. really was. Um, but it was pushed by... Are you sure? I mean, just because the guy came out and said he wanted to kill black people. But it was... Yeah. It was... It was. It almost seems like a false flag. Like a... Not a false flag. A... Uh, what's that programming kind of thing where the guy was like... You heard the latest that there was an F, a former FBI agent that had been in contact with him for like... A no, month. I didn't hear that. Yeah, um, there's a former a former, so that the FBI can't be um, can't be indicted on this. But a former FBI agent has was in contact with this kid for like a month or more um, in a uh, you know racist chat group, and I don't know if the if the agent was like prodding him on to do something or if he was just part of the group. So you know there's still news coming out about that that just sounds very suspicious yeah i don't i don't want to go that false flag route for two reasons one right now there's not enough evidence and i don't want to be disrespectful and false flag is a bad term i don't i i i I didn't i didn't mean it when i said false flag i didn't mean that i know you don't mean it in alex jones kind of no i meant i meant it in a in a uh he was um programmed to, yeah. to, to do this and he was he i mean let's let's not deny the fact that this kid and he was a kid 18 19 yeah was programmed to do this and it didn't just come from an innate feelings of i hate other races it was programmed into him to feel the way he felt and we have to talk about where that came from was it his family no probably not it was probably the fucking media the the democrats the probably the feds that's where I'm. That's where I'm coming from with this. I, you know, you and I talked <clears throat> about this, and I'm. Well, the, I was gonna say quickly. The other reason I don't want to go there with the false flag thing is, and again, I know it's not the term you're trying to use. You're not trying to make it sound like they're turning the frogs gay, but um, but the whole, I there's just not enough evidence there, and my brain doesn't want to go there. If yeah. if if that turned out to be true, um, it's like it's over for us as a country. I mean, the government's gotten to the point where it's going to do stuff like that to get what it wants done. But you don't, like, looking at it just like trying to take that tinfoil hat off and just go the way, and I hate using the term deep state, but it really, it's it's apropos. The deep state, the FBI and all that, the way they are so politicized right now, and you know the CIA is also politicized. 
um, that they are working behind the scenes to make an outcome, to make things happen, to push an agenda. I mean, that, that, that's where I'm coming from. I don't want to directly say false flag, but I do want to say that there's manipulation behind the scenes from deep state happening. Well, we could, it could be one of two reasons. We'll go your, uh, we could say your paranoia route like that. And I'm, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. I mean, that is, I like the Dennis Miller joke where he says your government is so stupid that your president can't spell things right, but yet they, they, uh, can orchestrate weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And, you know, so that's, that's pretty high end conspiracy stuff you're talking about. Or we can go the route that I think is more likely. And that's that, um, we have way more bigotry than I would have ever thought we did. Not racism. Racism to me is saying like all blacks are bad. Bigotry is like seeing a certain type of person, whether it's a black person or a white person or whatever, a subset of a population and going, oh, here we go. Knowing exactly what you're going to get with that. You know what I mean? And I think it's more likely that that's happening. Are you referring to stereotyping? Yeah. And let's go a little bit. Not necessarily. Well, stereotyping happens because of experience. Well, let me give you two examples that happened to me in the last week. Um, and so I pull into a McDonald's drive-thru for breakfast. It's a very busy drive-thru. Um, the car in front of me has a black family in it. I don't think twice about it. Okay. Um, their cars, uh, it's a little beat up. But you know what? I drive cars until they die. So to be honest, that car's probably younger than mine. Um, take a little better care of mine than they did. But hey, I'm not judging people's financial circumstances. So there's no indicators to me that this guy is going to be a problem. Until all of a sudden, he's taken five, ten minutes to order. And I'm not exaggerating here. The lines that, you know, it's the two drive through thing. The other line's going faster. He's just sitting there. So then when he finally orders, he pulls ahead, not far enough to get in line, not far enough to let me order behind him, but he's gesturing at the menu, talking to his wife or girlfriend or whatever. The two kids are probably six and eight years old in the back. Finally, the man on the mic goes, has to say, can you pull forward, please? You know? Right. So no consideration. No consideration. And based on not that he was black. Not that he was driving a certain type of car, but a certain way he was acting. And then you start throwing in the, okay, he's black, okay, he's in the beat-up car kind of thing. Those things, I can't help as a human those being added in. And I start thinking, this guy is going to be a problem based on the way he's acting. Sure enough, he gets up to the window. Guy who runs this McDonald's, nice guy. It's a neighborhood of mine, Pakistani, Indian. I'm not sure what he is, but he's some sort of, I don't think he's Middle Eastern, but uh, I can't really tell. And uh, super nice guy, always polite, very professional. This guy doesn't try and hand him a method of payment or anything. He starts in on him right away. I can't tell what he's saying, but the hand's going nuts and he keeps gesturing to all the time. Five minutes this goes on. I've now been in line at this McDonald's for 20 minutes. Oof. And I'm just sitting there going, what no the hell is going on? So finally the guy, I can't hear the conversation. Yeah, I'm listening. But the guy was just uh, um, an asshole to this guy who, and I'm biased because I know, not know, but I've interacted with this manager of this restaurant many times. And the guy, finally, the restaurant manager hands him a couple of toys for his kids. He says, hey, these are on me. Guy pulls forward. Starts in again at the person on the window. They hand him his food. And they hand him his food and he turns and hands it to his wife or whatever and goes, the drinks. I can hear him say it loud. And the person in the window just goes, yeah, I'm getting them. Hands him the carrier drinks. What does he do? He sits there for a minute again. Yeah. And I'm just like. With no consideration for anybody else but himself. No consideration. Now, are there white people like this? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. I mean. And I don't necessarily think about it, you know, because those people look like me. But if we if we talk about percentage-wise, there's a different percentage aspect to this. And the thing is, it comes down to culture. Because when I worked at in a really shitty area, Chicago and Lake Minneapolis, anybody knows that was where the George Floyd bullshit went down. 
I worked there for years. Um, that's right where all the businesses were burned, where the looting happened, where all the rioting happened. That's where I worked for 15 fucking years. And yeah, it was a joy. But um, when people came into my business in that area, and it was one of those businesses where, you know, it was just, you get every, every clientele, every strata of clientele there. You don't get like the ritziest of the ritziest, but you get people that are, you know, that make good money, but then you get the lowest of the low economic strata. And in every strata, there was good people and bad people. And, but there was an element that you could pick out by seeing how they carried themselves and how they dressed that was shit. And you knew you're going to have a problem with them. It wasn't a race. It was a class. It was a, a, um, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. It, you're, it was not race, not class, not, um, not ethnicity. It How was a culture. It was culture. Okay. It was cultural. So you have some white guy coming in with his hoodie and his saggy pants and you go, this guy's going to be fucking trouble. Mm-hmm. And he was a white guy, white as, white as snow. But it was cultural. It was how he carried himself, how he dressed, how he acted, how he spoke, that you know he's going to be trouble. Um, you had a black man come in, and he had his wife with him and, and children, and he wasn't sagging his pants. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to have an issue with this guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's cultural. But the problem is, in the black culture in that area specifically, it's 97% the culture is going to be the saggy pants acting like an asshole. Yeah. Well, the second example is the one that really made me think here. Uh, part of the reason we've had trouble podcasting is my kids both play travel baseball and we have had stuff. Every white people night. problems. Yeah. Am I right? We've had stuff <laughs> every single night. My kids aren't white. My oh. kids aren't white. How do they identify? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm just joking. Anyway, Pink. so yeah, Damn. exactly. So, um, uh, I'm not hungry. But my son uh, was, so I drop him off at Chipotle to get something to eat, and I just wait outside in the car. He goes in, and these two black kids in hoodies, you know, again, the pants sagging, walk out a couple minutes ahead of him with no food. I'm going, what the hell happened there? He comes out, and he goes, yeah, you know what happened there? I said, what? He goes, these kids are in there ordering their food, and they say, you're giving me less meat because I'm black, aren't you? And the manager just went, get out. Perfect, perfect response. Just said, get out. That is a perfect response from that manager. Yeah, not dealing with this yep. bullshit today. And so I hear this stuff about from, especially from teachers and people like them who say, we have to teach kids about anti-racism because, or racism because it's their families that are making them racist. It's no, it's not. It's, it's experience. experience and schools and the fucking people they see out sometimes yeah These, and, and like we said if we see a white person um like uh, emulating that culture you're gonna get so you're gonna have a problem with that person too you have an asian person emulating that culture you're gonna have a problem with that just like white people with the liberal um lgbtqia plus crowd um purple hair or green hair we're going to have an attitude with that. If there's a black person or a Hispanic person that has the bright green hair and mincing about, we're going to have a problem with them too, because they're that culture they're emulating is toxic. Well, I hate to say this is the first stereotype that popped into my head. When I see a, it's hard to tell sometimes 25 to 45 frumpy woman with, uh, with, uh, gauges and a pink streak in her hair. I'm like, and a gunt. Yeah. This is going to be a problem. Oh, I, <laughs> no, no, no. You'll have to look Son, it up later. Sonberg's looking at me like, what is a gunt? You'll look it up later and go, oh, no, don't look it up now. <laughs> She'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, so it's people's experience that teaches them that stuff. You know, it's not, I hate them throwing it on. Right. Me, and they so. say, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. But <laughs> oh, she just looked it up. She found it. <laughs> Okay. But okay, and here I think the person that came up with this is Ethan from H three H three podcast. I oh, really? That, and he's such a dipshit. Yeah, I hate like giving him credit, but he came up yeah, with it. He's pretty much off YouTube now. So. Um, but it, it's cultural. It's it's cultural, and and there's every culture has its negative aspects, and anything that's like um, elevated in that culture that's negative. Yeah, it doesn't matter what race is doing that. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, we got a long way from the 
oh, Uvalde yeah. shooting. Okay. Because we started with Can the Buffalo I say shooting. One thing? Yeah. Go ahead. If you are looking for racism, you are going to find it. Yeah. So if you have that attitude that, um, you know, the society is racist, um, you know, everyone treats me poorly, yep. um, you will find it. Well, and you'll misapply what racism really is because they redefine racism. So you're going to think any slight is based on racism when it's not. Well, and there is true racism that happens. Oh, absolutely. But when oh, yeah. you when you go out there and you're looking for it. From every race, by the way. But here, I love Thomas Sowell's definition of this. We, he doesn't care about racism. Thomas Sowell is a black economist. He says, yep. I don't care about racism. Racism is something that happens in someone's head. Yes. He goes, I care about discrimination. Actions. Yep. He goes, How discrimination is the manifestation of racism. He goes, "You, if you have a person who hates, I'm paraphrasing, hates black people, hates whatever, but never, you never see that in them. You know, what does it matter? Well, the problem with that comes with the leftists will tell you that, let's say with college, college, um, college boards or, or, or companies that hire people, let's mm -hmm. start with that. And they see a resume and the name has Ugando Uquatafort. Is the name of the person isn't who he like? The, isn't he the guy from Serenity? Yeah, and... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to make a different thing. Um, but uh, it's some obviously like uh, ethnic African name or even a Jewish name, let's say Goldberg or something. And they go, I'm not consciously being racist, but I'm passing over that because of my inbred racism that I'm not noticing. Not in college anymore. Yeah. They're like, uh, don't ask what their GPA is. We need yeah. more people like that. But what, what, what the the anti-racists are telling you is that that there's so much racism and it's so prevalent that you don't even know what's happening and you don't have to be consciously racist you are unconsciously and systematically racist and you well, have to work against that ben shapiro's argument is if i'm unconscious how can i even know i was doing it how can you yeah. how can you change something that you unconsciously right. do yeah it's, you know? it's all it's all bullshit it's like uh, matt walsh's new movie that just came out on daily wire what is a woman i i haven't seen it but i've seen clips Fantastic. I that, can't wait to watch that it. That guy takes some people to the woodshed. <laughs> yeah. He does. Oh, my God. And so in, in the most calm way. Yeah. And it's just. He's, it's funny that I. I he's freaking brilliant. I listen to uh, a bunch of the Daily Wire uh, hosts, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Knowles and uh, Don't like Ben him. Shapiro. I do. I like Knowles. Uh, ben Shapiro and um, Clavin, Andrew Clavin. Don't like him. Um, but the thing is, they. They had a, like a backstage thing beforehand, and they were all laughing about the fact that no, none of them could have done this movie because none of them are like sociopaths. <laughs> could keep a straight face, yeah. and be so calm during all. <laughs> so Matt Walsh is awesome. I love the guy. Yeah, I do good. have a man crush on Matt Walsh. Yeah. Oh, he's he's so good. So. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, Uvalde. We got to get back to the subject at hand. I'm sorry. I, you can have a man crush on him. That's okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, Songbird, Songbird approves of my man crush on Matt Walsh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to say you can't. Why? I don't know. I'm just being a contrarian. Okay. Uh, so. Uvalde. So the Uvalde shooting was, uh, recap really quick, was uh, a former, no, not a former student, just a uh, formerly I bullied, I guess, is what, what the storyline is. Um, uh, poor bullied um, kid decided that he was going to go and make a name for himself and go shoot up a shoot up something. And we're not, we're still not sure whether or not he targeted this school or if it just happened to be on the path. Cause he crashed the car. He yeah, was driving crashed the car. He shot his grandmother cause he was living with his grandmother cause his mother had cancer, but he actually shot at a nursing home. So yeah. he crashed his car and there were a yep. couple nursing home residents. Saw yep. him. He shot them and he went to the school and, he so. wandered around outside, popping off shots at random people outside until he found an entrance. Turns out the entrance was blocked open from... No. Okay. The latest is a teacher went outside that door to get something, closed that door, and it didn't latch. Okay. That's fine. But it was not a locked door. And he found... He he was wandering around outside the school until he found an unlocked door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, went in there and... And found a classroom, started shooting it up. Uh, there's so much. To now they talk say about. barricaded himself in, which locked the door. Locked the door. Nineteen cops yeah. stood out in the hallway. Although they had about two minutes of gunfire with him, and as he went in, they were like, they took fire. They took fire, but they also fired at him. Yeah. But then they were like, well, shit, he's in the classroom now. 
you know. Then the police chief, who forgot his radio when he got the call and had to communicate with a cell phone, which sounds very retarded, um, told them to, 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 to back off to wait for reinforcements. You, you used a word you can't use. You retarded? Said, no, chief. You okay. can't say chief. Yeah, anymore. chief. That's true. We can't say chief anymore. We'll get to that. But. So um, there are people like Brandon Tatum, who are like a uh, former police officer, black guy on YouTube, um, and Mike the Cop. He's got a show. I don't know if anybody knows his. And they're very much backing and, and making excuses for the police department on this. Brandon Tatum is? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a guy, Heavy, heavy Duty Country, have you heard him mm-hmm. on YouTube? He basically got blocked from Brandon Tatum's um, comments. Like, he got blocked out of his comments because he was questioning so much, saying, this is bullshit. You got to You got to quit. You got to quit um, simping for these police officers because they did the wrong thing. Well, look, I have I have people who are friends who are cops. You have people who are yep. friends who are cops, and I'm it. I don't want to be so cavalier as to say, "Well, you just have to charge in there because it's someone with a gun." You do, you know? but I'm going to be that cavalier. That's your job, and that's part not of only the job. not only is it um, part of your job because you know because just morally. That's what you should do. But it's written in their bylines that that's what they should be doing or, or in their um, active shooter scenarios and what they're supposed to do. It says specifically that you engage, 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 whether or not you have backup, you engage with an active shooter. Now, they're going to come out and say, well, we didn't know he was active at the time. Yes, you fucking did, because there's a lot of fucking parents that were there that heard the gunshots, gunshots the whole fucking time. Well, it's funny. I have a friend who is a former army ranger who because of his size on uh entering drills was always the guy in front and he was the guy yeah he was the guy with the shotgun who said you blow the hinges off the door and you're the first guy in after that well there was a cop who called into um uh clay and buck's show who said i have a shotgun in my car and he says i don't care if that's a bulletproof steel door all that stuff he goes I'm going to go get it. I'm going to blow the hinges off the door. And he goes, and I'm going to go in with another cop behind me. And he goes, I'm going to take fire. And he goes, I might get killed. Yeah. He says, but the guy behind me, probably not going to get killed. And he said, that is what you accept when you take that job. And that's what. And I believe yeah. that about 50% of cops think that. And 50% of that 50% right. are willing to do it. Yeah. There, there's a, uh, there's. That's what heavy heavy duty country is the YouTube channel that's been sparring with uh, with Brandon Tatum, and he's been saying, "Hey, look, I used to be a you know back the blue guy, and then I saw all the bullshit during COVID, how they were targeting people, and they're basically the you know, the brown shirts for the government." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "I'm not I'm not back the blue nonstop right now, but he goes, if they do the right thing, I'm backing them. If mm-hmm. they do the wrong thing, I'm not backing them. And it looks to me right now." It's the wrong thing. And then when you got Brandon Tatum and Mike the Cop coming out and going, well, they did this, that, and the other, and it was justified, and you listen to their argument and go, that doesn't make sense. And then they go, well, fuck you, blocking you. I'm not going to have this conversation with you. But the the true test of that whole theory of theirs is when the Border Patrol guys show up. So a Border Patrol SWAT team shows up, and for 50 minutes they're told, nope, you can't go in until, and this is all, I mean, this information changes so often. It may change, yeah. The guy who was in charge of that goes, fuck it, we're going in. Don't care what you say. And they go in, and three minutes later, and the they handle dead. it. Yeah. And they handle it. They could have handled it. They could have saved so many children if they had handled it that way in the first 10, 20 minutes, not an hour and a fucking half. And the part that enrages me about this whole thing, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this last time, uh, but I'm going to say it again, and I apologize if I'm repeating myself. I put a thing on my Facebook page that said, Look, I got two red lines here. I didn't identify what they were because I didn't want to get into it with people. But I said I sort of stopped posting political stuff on Facebook. I do it for the podcast, obviously, but that's not my personal page. Um, And my friends don't know that that's me, so I'm not like – I get that out somewhere else, you know. Um, And I just said I got a few red lines here. There's two of them. I'm not crossing them. They're abortion and gun control. I've spent – X amount of years thinking about all the different arguments I've listened. I've changed my opinions at some point, but for a long time, I've been like, nope, this is where I am. If you are against me on this, I consider you to be either stupid or a bad person, especially in the abortion thing. I 
You know, I just either that or you're being willfully misled. I understand that, you know, I have long-term friendships with a lot of these people and I don't want to burn those to the ground. So I'm just not going there with them. We're not talking about those things. If you put them on Facebook, we're not Facebook friends anymore. doesn't mean we're not friends, but I'm not going there with you ever under any circumstances. I'm not having those conversations anymore. And gun control is one of them. And what pisses me off about this is if we were serious, we would do something about it in schools right away. We wouldn't try and ban guns. This keeps happening in schools because every jackass son of a bitch who wants to make a name for himself as he goes out easy target knows it's an easy target. There are states like Utah where, uh, and I, I understand Utah is more conservative and just, there are all sorts of mitigating factors there with all the shootings that we've ever had at all these schools, never been one at a school in Utah. Maybe that's what about Israel. Some, well, yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, Utah allows teachers who are certified, um, and by certified means you've gone taking out the and courses, taking your courses, got your conceal and carry. You can carry in the school. You don't have to show you're competent. Yep. Yep. And they don't have signs up that say gun free zone. So you and I talked about this, but the true test to me is I want to. I want to create a compromise. And, you know, when we were talking about this before, you got on me saying, nope, you can't compromise with these people. I understand that. But the point is that they won't go for this compromise anyway, is to say, all right, here's what we'll do. Um, yeah, we'll do the 21-year-old. Uh, you can't buy a gun, long gun until you're 21. And uh, sure, let's have a let's have a three to 10-day waiting period on the purchases for these, of course, in depending on the state you're in, that's the waiting period anyway. And uh, you can't buy one of these, or you can't uh, you can't carry a gun around until you've gotten your conceal and carry and had eight hours of instruction, which, of course, the conceal and carry covers the eight hours of instruction anyway. The point is these gun anti-gun people don't know all of this stuff. And say, but right away we put signs up at the schools that say, Either this is not a gun-free zone or step in here with a gun, you're fucking dead. You know, something like that. Allow teachers who are certified to carry in schools uh, and put a school resource officer in there. And uh, and the point is, no matter what you say you will do on their list of stuff, they will not accept any of these other things because it's not what they want. It's well, 100% yeah. what they want or nothing. Well, and then they're, they're retarded inconsistencies. Are, are, are just blatant and they don't care because you've got what happened with Biden. Biden says, you know, we're not coming for your guns. They said at one point, but then he says, um, now we're going to try to get rid of the black, the, not the black, the, uh, ghost guns, um, which is a term like assault rifle that nobody nonsense. understands. But then he goes, no, we're just going to go after these mean assault rifles, which means nothing. And then, and then now he's going on to not, nobody needs a nine millimeter, a nine millimeter will blow the lung out of a guy. That's what the doctors tell me. Who the fuck? Your 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 wife, Doctor Jill Biden, told you that the lung will get blown out of a well, person with a nine millimeter. She's an excellent surgeon. And then you've got Trudeau. <laughs> you've got Trudeau doing a handgun ban after wow. the shootings that were done by AR-15s. So it's just fucking all over the map because they have they have no fucking. There's no consistency. There's no point. It's just ba- guns are bad for you and me to defend ourselves, but not for me the politician and me, the fucking celebrity and me, the fucking a billionaire that can afford private security. Right. That's okay to have guns for them. Right. I told a pro gun friend of mine, I said, did you know that pro gun? Okay. Not for getting rid of guns. Did you know that more people are killed with fists and hammers every year than with rifles? And she went, that's not true. It's and absolutely like, true. Here are the numbers. And she's like, no, that, that can't be. Yeah. And I'm like, how many people do you think die from gunshot gunshots every year? And she said, I don't know, like 50,000. How many black men are murdered by police every year? I know. Millions. Thousands. So just add the numbers way off. And it's I said, like it's under tens. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what, what percent? It's, it's half of how many people die in car accidents. Two thirds of those people who die, die from suicides. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And I said, um. How, what percentage of people who are shot die? And she said, uh, 80%. I'm like, it's like 30, you know, 
I said, because people are bad shots. <laughs> I said, <laughs> even cops. Well, and bullets just aren't as lethal as people yeah, think. Yeah, you have to hit certain areas. Yeah. I have to go without medical attention for a while. But yep. so they go right to this. We got to get rid of the guns. There is no other compromise. And it just shows you who they really are. And did you hear this um, congressman from Florida? He's uh, got a... Oh, I'll, I'll get in trouble for this. He's got a weird first name. It's like uh, Madeer or something like that. Um, but he goes... He goes... He gets up at one of the committee meetings and says, we are going to pass this child safety thing. You can't stop us. If you have, if you put the filibuster in the way, we'll abolish it. If you, if the Supreme court stands in the way, we will, uh, we will expand it. He goes, there's nothing you can do to do this. And somebody goes, does he understand that this is totalitarianism? Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It is using the government to say, fuck democracy, screw the Republic. Yeah. We're just going to hammer home whatever what we 90, 75, 80% of the public wants. We don't fucking care. We're the elites. We tell you what's right. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what that is. By the way, did you hear talking about Joe Biden saying stupid things? The one thing people miss all the time. <laughs> talked about this with another um, pro gun friend of mine. Said when he goes, the, um, the uh, Second Amendment has never been absolute. All right. Absolutely true. But, uh, but, um, Buck Sexton pointed this out. He goes, we have all sorts of, you know, restrictions on the Second Amendment. And he keeps, he always, uh, Biden always says about uh, the, nobody can have a um, a cannon. Nobody no, can. he said when it was passed, you couldn't have a cannon. Yeah, which is a lie. Well, little historical fact for our stupid fucking president, the army didn't own any cannons. When we private. passed the Constitution. Only private individuals had Do you know why Alexander Hamilton was a cannoneer, was an officer in the uh, Continental, Car- uh, Continental Army? Because, because he, he owned, owned cannons. Because he was a private citizen that owned cannons. Because <laughs> they were like, shit, they're yours. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, okay, here's an article from... Hold on, one more thing. Got it. After it passes, there were ships that's... And, I get so mad when they say, well, you know, we don't know what the framers meant. It's the Federalist Papers. Fucking read them. That exactly explains what they meant. James Madison, who's like, I'm sorry, next to George Washington, the most important person in United States history, maybe even more important than than Washington. is like the guy who orchestrates all this stuff uh, and puts it all on paper. And he's like Secretary of the Interior. A bona fide genius. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> this little five foot three guy. Um, and they have, so the Constitution passes, Second Amendment's in there, and they have these uh, shipping people who say, hey, we're having problems with privateers, but we're private ships. So can we put cannons on our ships? Can we do that? And he basically writes them, goes and says, you better. Yeah, why would you? It's not our job. Yeah. He goes, we can't protect all your ships. Defend yourself, damn yeah. it. We can't be there to protect you. By cannons. Yeah. This is the guy who was, he was like secretary of defense or something like that. I mean, so yeah, it's ridiculous. So Biden declare, this is from InfoWars. Uh, Biden declares treasonous edict to destroy the Second Amendment. So, uh, well, it's a video, so I suppose I shouldn't play it. Yeah, why not? Look, we're going to play it. Because you'll get the pop-up ads that you can't control. Well, and Here we go. I'm going to plug, plug my noise. Uh, Hopefully I can edit that sound out when I plug in this. But Here's what the overwhelming majority of American people believe we must do. Here's what the families in Buffalo and Uvalde in Texas told us we must do. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Right, then raise the, raise the age for voting. Strengthen background checks. Enact safe storage law and red flag laws. Red flag laws. Repeal oh. the immunity Crenshaw. that protects gun manufacturers from liability. Address the mental health oh, crisis. That's another thing. Repeal the laws that uh, protect the gun manufacturers from liability. Fuck you very much. Okay, that's fine. But then let's do it for everything. You, 
Let's do it for chaos. everything. Chaos. I, Fucking chaos. I know, but this is the thing where I you can't compromise with the left and you say, you know what, if we can if yeah, that's a good point. So let's do it with everything. Let's be fair. And they'll be like, Well, no, we can't. Did well, you hear there was a real quick, real quick, let's explain what that means. So to to stop the basically lawsuits against gun ammunition and gun manufacturers. You cannot sue an ammunition and gun manufacturer for their weapons being used for murder. Yes, you can. Okay, you can, but there's 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 um, stipulations to that, and they're trying to get rid of every stipulation to basically flood the fucking courts with this kind of shit, and to make it so that these companies go, I don't want to have this litigated. I'm not going to sell to the public. I'm just going to sell to the government. From what I understand, in my layman's lawyer stuff is uh is that you you can sue as a lawyer i know very well says you can sue anyone for anything yeah so the reason they don't that you can't necessarily sue them i mean you can sue them it's just not going to get anywhere is the same reason you can't just sue car companies because someone ran over your neighbor with a car but sometimes sometimes if they uh, the courts will go this is frivolous we're not going to allow this to go forward because they would have millions of frivolous lawsuits the yeah. point is biden wants to do it so that they can sue the show these companies and basically make them go out of business and there are companies like uh, h&k that go fuck it we're not going to deal with this uh and they'll go we're not we're going to only going to sell our weapons to, to the government the government yeah and is that a good idea for you fucking leftists out there that think the police are out to get minorities and that they're they're the man working for the authority do you think it's a good idea that they're the only ones armed? Well, it's the same stuff as like this. I'm not going to get distracted by this, but it's it's no different. Just to give it another example, the people who say, well, we got to get rid of Putin. Really? So Vladimir Putin goes away. Who takes over? What if it's the globalists? What if it's what if it's chaotic? Russia has more nuclear weapons than anybody else. What if the next guy who comes in and goes, I got a way to make a bunch of money. Well, and here's the thing. Putin's a shit, a bad guy. Russia's a bad country, but they are pushing back against the globalist bullshit who are also bad guys. Right. And you have to choose. You have to choose, you know, who you side with in some of these conflicts. And they can't be your friends, but they're the enemy of my enemy at this point sometimes. And Putin right now isn't bad guy, but he's pushing back against globalists. And that's why they're so hardcore against him, especially in America here. Well, but again, the other the other example I was going to use is people say, well, we got to have a no fly zone. You go. So shoot down war. Russian planes war. and they're like, yeah, that's what we have to do. Let's like, declare war. Yeah, I know. That's what they're saying. I know. It's so stupid, but I'm, I'm tired of this administration that is, I'm sorry, full of stupid people and uh, chicken hawks. More importantly, people who don't. Dan understand. Crenshaw types. Uh, here you go again. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. I support red flag laws. I do. Because I support the states doing what the states want to do. Because here's what I want. I want states to decide. I want states like Minnesota or wherever to say, yeah, we're going to have red flag laws. And other states like the ones that are doing constitutional carry now, which, by the way, is a majority. uh, Last I counted, 26 states allow constitutional carry. Said those states will go, "Mm, not so much. The problem with red flag laws is that who decides? And I get it. I understand. You have to have. it's done by state. Right. But I think to go with the enforcement aspect of it is way better because we've seen what the what the problem with non-enforcement causes more crime, causes an escalation in crime, non-enforcement. If you have an enforcement that's fucking rigid and strict and you go, yeah, you use a gun to fucking do something ridiculous, you're done. You're either death penalty or you're in prison for life. That's the way you go. You go the after the fact, not before the fact. Yeah, I know. But my point is I want... I want stupid people to be allowed to do stupid things if you can contain the damage. And I think in states you can do that. I just don't want the federal government legislating it. Okay. Stop pointing well, that gun at us. Let's, uh, let's continue a little <laughs> bit here with Biden's uh, um, anti-gun bullshit. Deepening the trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. These are he's so rational, yeah. common sense measures. Here's what it all means. It all means this. We should reinstate the assault weapons ban and high capacity magazines that we passed in 1994. Okay. That was fucking retarded. Okay. It didn't work. Look, for everybody who's listening, uh, Google Larry Correa 
the author, and gun control. Mm-hmm. He has the talks about this specific thing too. Uh, yeah, he has. It's a long article, but it's he, like the go-to article about what this. is. It's the most read piece. It it you know it's not even worth us having these conversations with people without having read that. If people yeah. haven't read, that. and so you should you should do the same and then go there. But uh, so, anyways, he. He said that they passed this legislation to ban assault rifles and high capacity magazines and all that had it was all cosmetic. Would by by cosmetic I mean like if it looked scary, you couldn't sell it. Well, there were those there was uh I don't have all the names of these people, but when they originally were talking about this, they had a congresswoman they were talking to and they, they were asking her, they're like, What's a barrel shroud? It's that thing that he, she goes she goes, It makes the bullets come out faster. Yeah. And what's the flip down thing that you flip down and it makes it more accurate? <laughs> yeah. They don't know what they're fucking talking about. Well, and and but the thing is, I bought an a Chinese AK in the nineties, and it was no different than any other AK except that the the stock wasn't separate from that from the little handle piece, the grip that you put your hand around. To, you know, you put your thumb and your four fingers around this handle, and then your trigger finger goes in the trigger. Right. The only difference between this uh, legal one and illegal one was that this one had a stock that had a hole cut in the stock that was connected to the bottom of the handle that you could put your thumb through. Yeah. That made it legal. It made no fucking difference in how it functioned at all. Do you know AK? The K in there stands for killer. It's oh, an atta- automatic killer. It's, it's an automatic killer. So <laughs> just like AR is assault rifle. You know? Yeah. It, it's it's frustrating that he touts this shit as if it as if it did anything, as I if know. it was worth anything. And it wasn't everybody knows it wasn't. That's why it didn't remain in effect, because it didn't fucking fix anything. Well, let let's finish Ooh, I'm this all up. Worked up. Let's finish this up. I don't yeah. usually get this worked up during a podcast. You go, boy. And then we'll move on to the Amber Heard thing. But uh, <laughs> we'll get, I did. We'll get Songbird in on this. I yes. did want to say I I don't know who the congressman is, but Jerry Nadler was just running a committee meeting. Um, and then one of the congressmen, I think, who's from Kentucky, said, uh, you know, hey, they were talking about, you know. You can't let uh, people under 21 have these guns because their brains aren't fully formed. Yeah. And so the congressman goes, oh, well, will you co-sponsor my – he goes, will you uh, sign on to a bill with me to to raise the age of mandatory service if there's a draft to 21? Okay. And Nadler goes, no. And he says – he says, well, why not? And Nadler's goes, a piece of shit otherwise. Because Nadler goes, well, because sometimes the country needs people. They need people. And he oh. goes, but if they're not fully formed, he goes, sometimes. Just like abortion. I know. He's wow. basically saying. Nadler's a really, oh, just a huge a sack of shit. Fucking piece of shit. But, and then there he's, was, a cart- he's cartoonishly a sack of shit. Then there was another one guy who's on uh, Tucker's show, sometimes a uh, Florida congressman, a uh, younger guy. Uh, mustache beard and he's uh he's on a zoom meeting where he's talking about his point is he's got a pistol he goes i have this pistol at home this is my nine millimeter pistol and he says it has a 17 round capacity magazine he goes here's the seven round magazine and he goes to put it in he says doesn't work doesn't go in this gun he says so now this gun is illegal by taking away the capacity magazine as he's doing this Sheila Jackson Lee oh, from Texas genius, goes, genius. is that loaded? Is that gun loaded? And he goes, he doesn't break stride. He goes, uh, I'm at my home. I can do what I want. You know? Nice. But I mean, it's just, it's that level of derangement. Well, just like when Biden people. went and like handled the gun, the ghost gun. Remember that? No. He was, he was, this here's a ghost gun. And he picks it up and he's like fucking with it. Like the, <laughs> the mechanism and nobody knows. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Does he know what's happening? <laughs> everybody's like, is there bullet? Like, like the people around were like, should we run? <laughs> like, is this going to be an Alec Baldwin situation? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I'm so, not going to continue with this video. It's just more of the yeah. same shit where he's spouting nonsense that's been debunked thoroughly debunked and they the left does not fucking care facts do not matter to them whatsoever right and they know it they know they they'll get called out by the right but they've got the cover of the mainstream media and the mm-hmm. tech and all that where where they will get and, they and can if you spin anything well just like our facebook page if we post anything which is mostly rooster well 
uh, always rooster posting something. And by the way, Wild Wilson, it's always me you're talking to. It's never crow. <laughs> it's always rooster. Um, so you, always rooster. You the, you post something that that they will either um, uh, hide or they'll they'll put no fact check. This is wrong, even though it's not. Like the fact checker, fact checkers are not. They're they're political, just like anything else. They're independent, not likers. That's yeah, what they that's are. That's what they are. So uh, I'm not going to continue because it's it's a how many minutes? It's a lot of minutes of him. I mean, we could go through this like we could go through this uh, ten minute screed and just step by step just this is everything he's him. talking about. This is yeah. him stumbling. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. We got to move on. But I, I'm sorry, I, I do have to get back to Uvalde. We keep getting off of this. There is another article. Mother who rescued her children during the Uvalde school shooting speaks out. And she goes, not one officer was inside the school. Wow. So here's the article. And this is f- so infuriating. So what happened about the 19 that were in the hallway? Did they leave the they school? They left. Okay. They left. Okay. So the mother who bravely rescued her own children during the Uvalde mass shooting finally spoke out about the lack of police response to the deadly school massacre. Uh Angeli Gomez, a mother of two children at Robb Elementary, explained on Thursday how she was handcuffed by the U.S. Marshals for attempting to rush to the school. She goes, this is a quote from her. She goes, right away, as soon as I parked my car, U.S. Marshals started coming towards my car saying I wasn't allowed to be parked here. He said, we're going to have to arrest you because you're being very uncooperative. And I said, well, you're going to have to arrest me because I'm I'm going in there. I'm telling you right now, I don't see none of y'all in there. I'd have rammed my car right in the front yeah. doors of that school. I told one of the officers, I don't need you to protect me. Get away from me. I don't need your protection. If anything, I need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids, she said. Gomez said the police were too busy corralling the parents outside the school to bother with actually neutralizing the shooter and protecting children. And here's another quote from her. Nothing was being done. If anything, law enforcement were being more aggressive on us parents that uh, that were willing to go in there. She explained that while in the school, she didn't see one officer inside the building while gunshots were still active. They were not in there. Uh, There was no one in there, she said. They could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into the classroom and maybe two or three would have been gone, but they would have saved a whole more. The whole class, she continued. They could have done something, gone through the window, sniped in through the window, something, but nothing was being yeah, done. There had to be windows in this classroom. Initially, That's Gomez was told by someone in law enforcement that if she kept talking to the media and sharing her story, she might face some kind of violation for obstruction of justice. Okay, cool. Gomez remarked that as the Uvalde Police Department was reportedly no longer cooperating with the Texas Department of Public Safety's investigation into the shooting in the wake of the DPS spokesman claiming that the police 75-minute delayed response was the wrong decision. Wow. This is fucking infuriating. I just told those cops, "You're gonna, I'm going in there. You're gonna have to shoot me in the back." Yeah, I saw a video where there were parents that were just in anguish, mm-hmm. saying, "And in the, in the background, you can hear shots. Shots are happening, and the, there's one person on the ground being handcuffed, and there's other ones that are like, what are you doing?' The cops with with AR-15s and um, body and, armor. and body armors standing there facing." The parents. Some of them even had helmets on. Facing the parents, telling yeah. them stay out. And there's no, there's no law enforcement in the school. Fuck you. And I'm supposed to be back the blue at this point. Yeah. You, you've completely destroyed that. Yeah. Um, by your actions. Yeah. And law enforcement. All right. So we finally got that done. <laughs> that article I wanted to get to immediately. All right. So, so I, I so can't tell me how. So she escaped the handcuffs? Like, what happened? They actually let her go because this is not in the article, but they let her go because they un- understood how bad it looked. Yeah. That they were handcuffing yes. parents. And this is the same what Rooster was saying, where there was a uh, law enforcement official, uh, no border security official, that was getting his haircut that had two children at the school that heard what was going down and, and took the shotgun and asked for the barber's weapon because he didn't have one, took the shotgun and went into the school on his which, own. Which, by and the got way... got his kids out, by the way. Which, by the way, under Biden's new proposed legislation, would be a felony. Yeah. Because you'd loan someone else your gun. That's a... Stro- oh, well, and and, a not, and also illegal uh, going into the school with a weapon. Yeah, I know. You know, so. he would... And, and don't... I, I would not be surprised if they, pro- if they go after... If there's prosecutors that will go after these parents for doing that. There might. But not so. in Texas. 
So maybe we wouldn't think any of this shit would happen in Texas, yeah. though. All right. I can't believe I'm going to say these words, but Songbird, <laughs> fill us in on the Depp Heard trial. Yeah. So the, the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation lawsuit trial is finally over as it of is. this podcast. And Songbird has been so, and she she said she wasn't going to get involved, but once she was sucked in, she was sucked in. Was sucked the, in. It yeah. was six weeks of just shitting obsession. the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was it was hard sometimes to focus on work. Heard. Um, it was heard. It was heard. <laughs> Good one. It was heard to focus on work sometimes. You know, I had it in the background, just playing on YouTube. Um, I work from home, and then when they would go on break, I'd be like, "Wow, I just really need to focus." And uh, and get, get back my, to work. Get my get my work done here, and just like not have Hope any your employer's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would work, but man, when there was interesting testimony, I mean, that's where I was. I that's saw, where I was. The only thing I know about this was I saw a meme, and I didn't know what it meant at the time, and I still don't know for sure. But it said it showed Amber Heard, and it showed a bed and a toilet, <laughs> and it said, "What's the difference in these pictures?" And the Amber Heard had a thought bubble going i see no difference <laughs> so amber did let's go, talk about amber shitting the bed yeah by the way so she did go poo poo in the bed um in defiance of johnny depp defiance did he tell her don't shit the bed and she said i'll show you no it was after a supposed you know they both have different versions of every fight and um so after one of the fights amber pooped the bed and um like and she was is this like she was drunk and sleeping and it kind of happened she no. woke up and was like i'm not going to make the run she, of the bathroom. she copped a squat or on did, purpose. yeah did she just walk into she the bedroom go with her i'll show you yank her pants down just squat right just there like, just like shit in the middle of it just like she trump did. had russian prostitutes piss on the bed of the white house gotcha i mean she had friends with her it was it was planned oh my she God. pooped the bed and then they, um, her and her friends tried to blame it on their little Yorkie. <laughs> yeah, human so pooping Yorkie. <laughs> I have never seen my precious little Yorkie. I have a Yorkie. I know what her poops look like. And they are not the size of any human being's poop. My dog's poops are bigger than your dog. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's a bunch of BS. And uh, so... The the whole the whole trial was awesome, and just watching Amber Heard on the stand. Um, now you're not a fan of Johnny Depp. I, I wasn't. Yeah, she I didn't wasn't. like Johnny Depp. Uh, well, Songbird actually thought he was kind of a, 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 a you know like a, a typical this, Hollywood liberal jerk. Yeah, when this first started, I was like, you know what? They both seem like just degenerate. Like yeah, degenerate. And tourists. just they both kind of just seem like creepy people with issues. They both have drug problems. Um, they both are probably guilty bastards. That's kind of the the first thing I said. Um, but then I got sucked into the trial and. Um, and Johnny Depp can be a little bit charming. He's a charmer. Um, Amber Heard does, is not. <laughs> well, the, the, She's not a charmer. But here's the here's the key. So you have to look at it from an objective point of view. And the whole time I said to myself, neither one of these two are perfect. But which one seems to be telling the truth? Like one of these stories is absolutely wrong. The other story... It has to be the more reliable. And so you listen to Johnny Depp. He gave his testimony first. And even the... All the witnesses. And all the witnesses. And People just seem to like him, though. They like him. Um, he's a generous person. Um, but... And then, you know, they have um, experts that kind of watch your body language. And, um, and they were saying that, you know, when Johnny was testifying, his body language matched what he was saying. So he believed what he was saying, and it was legit. So when he was talking about his experiences, he, he was would, like acting it out, he, right? And but he would um, mimic, um, like as he is, as he was visualizing what he was talking as, about, he was like as he was gesturing the way it, a person would yes, do. Yes, as he was remembering it, he would just gesture what was happening, and that would signify something. If you're remembering something from the past, you might kind of act it out. Um, so he did things that gave it legitimacy. 
when Amber got up on the stage, um, she even had her like acting a coach. It, it sounded like she was reciting a script. Um, the Which is weird because she's a terrible actress. Well, mm-hmm. and her acting coach said that she struggled to cry when she was acting. Um, and then she, her face, it looked like she would be crying. And the way she was on that stand, she should have just been like sobbing and just, a, um, you know, just yeah, a, wreck. a wreck. Not once did she shed a tear. Not once did she shed a tear. That hard. That she wasn't experiencing any of the emotions she was explaining because it they, never really happened. And the thing you've got to remember is her acting coach said she she has trouble crying when she's trying to, when she's acting. And the other thing that was interesting is it did feel like a script. Um, she was talking about how she was thrown across the um, parquet floors. But when she said it, she kept saying parakeet. So at one point, maybe whoever wrote that for her didn't know what those floors were. Well, but she she did confuse a toilet and a bed. So maybe she... <laughs> I mean, you can't give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But I, 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 as far as anything goes with that, like if you don't know what a, a parquet floor mm-hmm. is, floor, maybe you just called a parquet floor. So I don't know if I would consider that script reading at that point. Well... I, all I know of this trial is she said while she was married to Johnny Depp in an article. No, she came out and said, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And sexual abuse. And he was like, what the fuck? You're my wife. You're, yeah. you're talking about me. And Disney just right away went, well, yeah, he's during, not Jack Sparrow during this anymore. this period of time in my life, I was just, and like, you were married to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, here, that here was something really interesting. So all these things she accused him of, um, the, st- the way she described things, he, you know, bashed my face in. He punched me. And, you know, he wears all those rings. He kept hitting me in the face, hitting me in the face. No marks that would denote somebody that wears rings would, would have hit she, that person. I mean, honestly, I, I think the thing in some of the jurors have even come out after the trial and, and were like, it just, her story did not match. It just didn't make sense. Like, she has pictures that, like, six days after the supposed incident is when she has pictures and just, like, odd places where, where it's not actually turning purple it's like bread it's like <laughs> red happens immediately not like t- six days well, later and then she said you know i was afraid he broke my nose and then the next day she was at an event and it's like her nose is not swollen uh, one more um, thing she he it, make, it made no there's sense. audio of her calling him a pussy yes, for, yeah. for yes i hit you of being a pussy for not wanting to be confrontational, so for running away, for not wanting to get in an argument always or fights, always hiding, yeah. always, and he's such a pussy for always well, running away and hiding. Didn't she say something like, "She goes, I didn't hit you, I I punched you, or no, something no, like that." I didn't punch you, I slapped you, or yeah. I hit you. There's I didn't difference. punch you. Yeah. There's a difference. But but this call him a pussy for running away and avoiding and hiding and locking himself away does not sound like an aggressive, abusive guy. Yeah, and and yeah, maybe he's a jerk, but that just doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't strike me as well, an aggressive. Abusive here's guy. the thing: so he did have an abusive mother, and he had testimony from his sister and from other people that he never um, acted out. He never acted out at his mother, um, and then, uh, but. You know, he he would make comments like, you know, being with you to Amber and it's on on video being with you. This just feels like a toxic relationship with my mother. And um, so it's really sad. And yes, um, did Amber heard and the whole time she's just trying to set him up. It's so obvious. But yes, did she catch him saying things? Yeah. Um, Did she catch him acting poorly? Yes, but it's behavior that is, um, you know, he was obviously drunk. He was and he said po- some creepy shit. And I'm sorry, it's nothing I wouldn't expect from a privileged, uh, rich person who doesn't have to work very hard for long stretches of time. I, I mean, he admits that he abuses drugs. He's an alcoholic. So you are... Hunter you- S. Thompson is one of his idols. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so you're gonna... If you videotape him enough, you're going to catch him doing saying, stuff. Saying, saying, doing goofy shit. Right. But deep down, he doesn't seem like an abusive guy. Well, no. The only two stories I really know about him, and one, I know some people who lived it. He filmed that uh, movie where he's John Dillinger um, in 
I think it's the mafia guy. Yeah. No, Dillinger the, wasn't a mafia. He's a bank robber. Oh, that's right. Gangster. Yeah. yeah. So gangster. It was like gangster. it was an American gangster, but it was something, some movie like that. And they filmed it in a small town in Wisconsin. Mm. And I know someone who owns a hotel that they were staying at. And they were joking. This was even on TMZ. They were joking that uh, there was this one restaurant that they were all at, you know, uh, Johnny Depp and like a bunch of the other actors. So it's like, a, you know, it's table for 12 or 15 people or something. Sure. And they said he left a $1,200 tip. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everybody yes. on TMZ is like, what's the big deal? Well, they're thinking about you take 15 people out to STK, you know, in Hollywood and it costs that much. The average... And they said the average waitress at this restaurant makes, you know, X amount per day. Right. He just tipped her five days worth of pay. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, must be pretty funny in a small town like that. It's like you're losing the story. Here. Yes. Um, but during the filming of that movie, and this was a USA Today article, this family was uh, being interviewed because the Johnny Depp was talking to this kid. Um, he'd come over and talk to the fans who are standing there watching the movie be filmed. And uh, he starts talking to this kid and the kid goes, I like your hat. And he goes, really? He goes, I'll send it to you. And the kid's dad is like, yeah, whatever. And he's telling the kid, he's not going to send you the hat. He's an actor. He's but Well, he has his assistant come over and ask not only the kid's name, address, all that stuff, but if he has siblings. And they do. And he gets sent like all this Disney free passages package uh or free free passes um you know a bunch of free stuff at disney and the fucking hat in a box man i i actually named one of larry Creator's books and i didn't get a free book out of the deal yeah so that's that's bs actually (laughs) but one thing i did want to make a couple points um i do want to make a couple points that i thought were interesting so when amber heard was with him she kept saying how you know, she was trying to help him to get off of drugs and alcohol. But what was really interesting to me is how she kept, um, you know, taking pictures of him or recording him when he was drunk. And apparently she was she would participate in activities where they would take drugs and drink alcohol. So it's but like does it sound was, like she was setting him up? Yeah, yeah, it did. And I'm so happy that the jury was able to, like, see through a lot of this. This and is a big the deal, second too. Thing, yeah. Um, the second thing is th- what we you were just talking about, the kindness of Johnny Depp. It's like, you know, she really wanted to portray him as some just monster. And that's the word she kept using for him. Um, My children, a, children's the, hospitals as, as, as abusive, Captain Jack. Yeah. Well, and he donated monster, a shit ton of yeah. money. Now, she used the word monster as abuse physical abusive now when he would describe himself as a monster it was when he would be kind of like use verbal language mm-hmm. um but he had so many people testify in the trial how generous he was about how generous he was and there's a video of um one of his fans giving him a cup and the fan was like he's not gonna use it you know i gave him you know this little coffee cup and then it shows at one of the uh, press conference he was at, he's like drinking out of this person's and yeah. out of this person's cup, like months, years later. I don't know how much longer it was after the fan had given it to him, but it's like he's like a really like he tries. Yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, like I don't like George Clooney for his politics, but I've right. always heard he's like a super nice yeah. guy. And I would put Johnny Depp in the same category. Yeah, politically, I, mean, I think yes. he's just. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that just gets. He's lost. programmed. I he's wanna, been programmed. I want to be rich enough to be a liberal like those guys. Yeah, it, you know? he's programmed. He's think he thinks he's told what to think on oh, certain no. a, uh, political things, and that's what he thinks. Well, because he doesn't look into it. Clooney was filming a. a something in Minnesota or Wisconsin, it was that football movie he does. So it's like turn of the century football stuff. And he's, he was talking about, you know, he's doing this press conference and fans are in it. And, and this is the kind of thing, you know, you mentioned the Johnny Depp thing. It's just sort of the same category. I always picture Johnny Depp in when you hear all these stories, somebody mentions to Clooney, Hey, you have, um, you have a, uh, baby pig, uh, you know, a little pot belly pig as a pet. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I have one too. He goes, you do. And she goes, yeah. He says, do you live around here? And she's like, yeah. He goes, go get it. He goes, go get it and come back here. I want to see your pig. And she was like, all right. And he made like a big deal out of it. 
but I mean, you hear a lot of stories about that. Like Johnny Depp. I heard one. I don't know if it's true that his during the filming of one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, his daughter got sick, and she went to the hospital. They suspended filming while he, while she had, I think it was cancer treatment or something. Oh. And he came back and donated like a couple million dollars in cash to this hospital's children's wing yeah. or whatever. And like you said, he shows I'm up. Sure. At, he shows up like, uh, you know, dressed as captain jack sparrow mm-hmm. and spends hours with these kids hours. i mean you know it's the kind of stuff that chris pratt and chris evans yeah. do and yeah so i don't know i mean it's sad i mean he really is riddled with um yeah he's got emo- emotional problems he does he, sure. he has and substance problems. abuse problems he's got substance abuse problems but you know what he's trying so hard yeah well and he may he may be a miserable jerk but you know it, it doesn't appear that he knocked his wife around. And, and the thing is, the fact that she that she lost this. I mean, she she won a countersuit. She was countersuing for a hundred million or some bullshit. She got she won two million. Two million based on just one of his the claims, lawyer saying something. His lawyer saying something defamatory. Yeah, so big deal. But Johnny Depp basically won. He that won fifteen whole, million. Yeah, twenty five. No, it was no, ten million. It was 10 and million. then five five okay. punitive or yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah. it but it does show you that this believe all women bullshit. I believe women that have been abused and there's abusive fuckers out there and you have to take it seriously. Take it yeah. seriously. But the moniker believe all women is bullshit. See, take their accusations seriously is a good moniker. I think it should be believe the evidence. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes the the bad guy, the abusive guy will get away with it. It'll happen. Just like people get away with murder. It, it happens, but it to happen. make a system like a system like a functioning system within a society that works, you can't just go blanket believe well, all I'm women. Sorry, you can't go blanket um, support all. What cops. is a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that movie. I gotta watch that movie so we can. I talk mean, about if we're it. gonna Matt Walsh's documentary, women, well, but somebody I first have to know what. <laughs> somebody perfect. asked him. Somebody right. asked him in that one of those interviews. They go. Uh, you don't even know what a woman is. Well, what is a woman then? He goes, uh, an adult human female. And that was part one of episode 189. So go ahead and uh, listen to part two of 189 at your leisure. Thanks. See you. Bye.